Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, international evangelist Rabbi Schneider poses a thought-provoking question. Does God create evil? These days, the idea of preaching anything other than a message on love, it's really not very popular. But we can't ignore the whole counsel of God. And that's why Rabbi Schneider is taking us to the book of Isaiah to see God's heart behind the mysteries of creation. This mystery is so complex that even the Apostle Paul, he addresses it in 2 Corinthians. To take some notes on this engaging topic, make sure to download Rabbi's study guide online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now let's begin. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm excited to get back into the book of Bereshit, which is the Hebrew word for Genesis with you. And the truth, beloved, that I'm revealing is truth that is not often taught. And it's really fundamental, really cutting edge truth that can help you get into a path of power in your relationship with your creator. After all, if we want to know who we are and why we're here, we should go back to the owner's manual. And the owner's manual, beloved, is the book of Genesis in which the Lord tells us how he made us and why he made us. Now, let's do just a little bit of review today. Out of respect for those that have been tuning in for every episode, I'm going to keep my review quick, but I do want to just touch on a few key points. Let's go to the first verse, Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning. What beginning? It's not the beginning of God because he is unlimited. He's without beginning. He's without end. He is beyond fully ever knowing. He's that big. He's that grand. He's that majestic. He's always more. He's beyond naming. When Moses asked him his name, he said, I am that I am and I will be who I will be. God is so great and this is why we're in awe of him. We can't ever fully describe God. He's that big, beloved. He's limitless. And so when we read in the beginning, this is not the beginning of God's history. He has no beginning. This is the beginning of our history. In the beginning, Elohim, God, created the heavens and the earth. The fact that the word here is Elohim, which is God, plural, speaks of his multidimensional nature. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, within him there's both the male and female attributes. He's one God and yet there's a multi-dimensional aspect. You can't expect to understand this. God is spirit. Even as you can't understand how he has always been and didn't come from anywhere. Let's continue on. In the beginning Elohim created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. When it says here in verse 2, the earth was formless and void, He's not speaking here about what you would see from outer space. When you look down from outer space onto the earth, you see a globe. You see a round sphere with blue for the water and brown or green from the dry land. But in verse number two, when it says the earth was formless and void, you couldn't see a globe yet. You couldn't see dry land separated from the waters. This is just a primordial state. The earth was formless. It didn't have a form yet. It didn't have a shape yet. It hadn't been created yet. The scripture says it was formless and void. It was empty and like a wasteland. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. Now let's go back once again a verse earlier. Hear the word of God. 
In the beginning, God created. So we're talking about the creation story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. Now get it. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Beloved, listen to something that's important to understand. God takes responsibility for creating even the darkness. We're listening to the creation story. As God reveals the creation story, we find that he created even the darkness. Listen what the Lord said in the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verses number 5 through 7. Beginning with verse number 5, he said, I am the Lord. And when we see the word Lord there once again, that's the Hebrew name of God composed of the four Hebrew letters, yud heh vav heh and it means the eternal one. I am that I am. I will be whom I will be. God alone is the creator. Everything else that exists, beloved one, things both visible and invisible, everything else has been created by him. I am the Lord and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. Then the Lord says this, there is no one besides me. There is no other, verse 7, the one forming light and creating darkness. Look again. God takes responsibility for the darkness. He said, the one forming light and creating darkness, causing well-being and creating calamity. The King James actually translates that verse, that word calamity for evil. Listen again, I am the Lord, there is no other. The one forming light and creating darkness, causing well-being and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. You see, one of the benefits of studying the Hebrew Bible is we get such a broader picture of God's nature, personality, and the ways that he operates. And church, when we study the Hebrew Bible, what we find is that God takes responsibility for bringing hard times into people's life as well as from bringing times of refreshing and blessing. Let me give you some examples for this. What about when Israel sinned and God caused thousands of the Israelites to be bitten by serpents in the wilderness where they died there? I could go on and on. What about when Korah's company was rebelling against Moses and the Lord caused an earthquake to open up and the earth swallowed them into the earth? You see, today, if something bad happens, no one wants to say that God could be responsible for that. But you and I have to understand that God uses even the darkness to accomplish his own purposes. God takes responsibility, church, for governing the universe. I know that there's many questions that you would ask, but I want to dwell a little bit deeper right now before we try to address some of your concerns and questions by giving you more scriptural ammunition and understanding for this truth that I'm proclaiming. Think about, for example, the Apostle Paul. I'm going now to the book of 2 Corinthians, and I'm looking at the 12th chapter, verses number 7 through 10. I want you to hear the Word of God, and I want you to listen very carefully, because when we read this remarkable section of Scripture, you're going to see how God, 
sent a messenger of Satan himself to torment Paul, and God did it for a purpose, and the purpose that God had was a good purpose, and it brought about fruit and life. In other words, God used evil to accomplish a higher good. Hear the word of God once again, book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 10. Paul is speaking. He says this, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, Paul is saying here, because of all the revelation that he had received, continuing on, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. So I want to stop for a second. We'll continue on, but I want to just take a pause to put it in perspective. Paul is saying that this messenger of Satan was sent to him because of the abundance of revelation that he received to keep him from exalting himself. In other words, God sent this messenger of Satan into Paul's life to torment him in order that Paul would stay humble and would stay dependent because God knew that if he didn't do this, if he didn't send this thorn in the flesh that Paul actually caused a messenger of Satan into his life, Paul would have had a tendency because of the natural humanness of the flesh to begin to become prideful. Paul is saying because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. In other words, Paul saying, Father, God, take this away. Take this torment away. Take this messenger of Satan out of my life. And he continues on, verse 9, And he has said to me, in other words, God said back to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. In other words, God was saying to Paul, Paul, listen, I'm not going to take it away. My grace is going to get you through this. And Paul, I want to tell you a mystery. As this messenger of Satan is hurting you and you become more and more dependent on me, as this messenger of Satan weakens you and in your weakness, you have to depend more on me, God says, Paul, I'm going to use that to power you, to bring empowerment to your life by my spirit. Listen again. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, Paul continues, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So beloved one, you can see here that God is using darkness. He's using persecution. He's using distress. He's using weaknesses. He's using this messenger of Satan to make Paul weak so that Paul would become more dependent upon the Lord. And in Paul's dependency out of his weakness, the power of God is perfected in his life. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. And as Christians, discerning God's voice amongst life's conflicting voices is challenging. And that's why Rabbi Schneider has created a free 
powerful new talk, a guide to hearing God's voice. He'll equip you with tools so you can clearly know when God is speaking. Go to myfreegift.com forward slash hearing and get your free copy today. At the core of everything we do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus is our commitment to declare the whole counsel of God's Word from start to finish. In fact, Rabbi's unique way of connecting the Old and the New Testaments has helped people all over the world to understand the Bible with fresh eyes. To join us in this work of God, give a donation online today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. Consider this. The first thing that the father did in Jesus's life after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, right after the spirit of the Lord descended on Jesus as he came out of the Jordan River and the voice spoke from heaven saying, you are my beloved son and in you I'm well pleased. The very next thing we read about, beloved children of God, in the biblical narrative is that the Spirit of God, not the devil, but listen, but the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness where Jesus was tempted by the devils as he fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus, listen now, he's doing battle against the powers of darkness. And the scripture says that after that 40 days, Yeshua came out of the wilderness, listen now, in the power of the Spirit. Because as he did battle against the forces of darkness, depending on the Father, he was strengthened. In other words, listen, the Father knows that in order not just for Jesus to come out of the wilderness fully empowered, but for all his sons and daughters to become fully matured and empowered, in order for that process of maturity and empowerment to take place, listen, we need an adversary. Father created the darkness because he knew that in order for his sons and daughters to fully develop, they needed an adversary. They needed to overcome resistance. Seven times in the first several chapters of Revelation, in chapters two and three, Jesus said, he that overcomes will inherit these things. God knew that in order for us to fully mature, we needed resistance. Just as athletes have to train themselves using resistance, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's running, whether it's doing exercise, they all involve resistance against the muscles because the resistance makes the muscles strong. God created the darkness, beloved ones, because he has a purpose for it and he causes all things to work together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And his purpose is to conform us to the image of his son. I want you to understand, you don't have to make excuses for God when bad things happen. He is Adon Olam. He's master of the world. He runs the universe. He's got a plan that's so much bigger than our puny minds can conceive, and he's using it all for good, and he's accomplishing it all for his purpose. Listen, 
There was a woman that we've read about in the Gospels, those of you that have read the Scriptures. She was a prostitute in her former life. She came to Jesus because she had been delivered. She fell in love with him. She was delivered from her bondage and her sin. And she took a bottle of perfume that was worth a whole year's worth of wages during that time period in history. And when she poured that bottle of perfume on his feet, weeping, the people around were aghast and they said, what is she doing? What a waste of money. That bottle of perfume was worth a whole year's worth of wages. And she just poured it all out on his feet. And Jesus turned to those that had no understanding of what was going on. And he said, you don't understand. He that's been forgiven much loves much. He that's been forgiven little loves little. You see, the point, beloved one, is that because that woman had come out of a life of such darkness, of such bondage, her love for Jesus was greater than those that had been delivered from lives where they were fairly moral before they got saved. In other words, God used the darkness that she had once experienced to actually birth in her and create from her a greater love than from those that simply were, you know, mediocre in their formal lives in terms of their immorality. God uses even the darkness to create something beautiful and something good. Out of our ashes, beloved ones, he produces joy. So I want you to know, you can thank Hashem. You can thank Father God for everything that happens in your life. And the reason why, church, is he uses everything for the good. Even the darkness he uses for good. I want you to practice faith. I want you to recognize Father God runs the world. Nothing takes him by surprise. Jesus said, not even a sparrow falls to the ground apart from him. I know there are some things that we don't understand, but don't let what you don't understand keep you from believing what God has plainly revealed. He loves you and you can trust him. What a great message. We pray that you were blessed today by what was shared. And now Cynthia, Rabbi Schneider's wife, is going to join him in the studio, and they're going to share some closing thoughts on today's message. Rabbi, I love the Spirit of God in you that has equipped you to help us expand our mind out of the boxes that we put God into. You know, one of the things you spoke of was how Elohim is a plural. And he says, let us make man in our image. And it's a beautiful thing to see how God is one. The Jews sometimes, sometimes your friends and brothers and sisters would say, well, I believe in one God, not your multiple gods, but they don't understand that they're the one God is spoken of, of having that plurality in Elohim. We've received the scriptures from the Jewish people. Messiah himself came as a Jew. And yet the Jewish people need to come into the understanding that Yeshua HaMashiach really is the Messiah and that the truth that he proclaimed is the truth indeed. In fact, it was interesting when Jesus was on earth, many that observed his ministry said, this man teaches with authority, not as our leaders do, not as the scribes and Pharisees do. When Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, he was revealing the fullness of God. You see, Jesus came to bring us into a relationship with the limitless God whose glory goes on forever and ever. This is not about religion. This is about reality. This is about relationship. And Jesus came for you. 
It's so great to know that we have a Savior who loves us and a Savior that we can trust. Well, that's the takeaway from our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. To learn more about this nonprofit ministry, make sure to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, at the very core of everything that we do and that we're gonna continue to do is Rabbi's commitment to teach biblical truth. And that's especially true when it comes to dealing with tough subjects like the one we talked about today. Rabbi's unique insights regarding the Old and New Testaments They bring clarity to God's Word in ways that help us better understand who God truly is. But the reality is that we wouldn't be able to share the truth and expand our influence or our outreach without your support. So let's turn things back over to Rabbi Schneider. He's here to tell us more about why your faithful monthly partnership means so much to this ministry. Rabbi? Shalom, my friends. Yedidim, Yedidim is the Hebrew word for beloved ones, my beloved friend. I want to ask you today, from the bottom of my heart, will you help me to continue to broadcast on radio? It costs a tremendous amount of money to broadcast. Right now, we're broadcasting in almost every major city in the United States. And I love radio because radio generally is a very pure medium for getting the gospel out. Most of the teaching on radio is very solid. But if you're particularly being blessed and edified by discovering the Jewish Jesus, I want to ask you to financially support us. This is monthly partner month here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I am asking you simply and directly, would you please become a monthly financial partner with Discovering the Jewish Jesus? In supporting us, you'll make sure that we're able to continue to feed you through radio, and you'll also be an instrument of blessing for many, 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 many people around the world. You can forward the gospel to the Jewish people. Just give us a call at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or become a monthly partner today by signing up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also text the keyword rabbi to the phone number 45777. And as a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month. We'll also make sure that Rabbi's latest newsletter is delivered right to your door as well. And your monthly donations, they really do make a difference. And did you know that through our prison ministry program, we actually distribute more than 350 Bible studies each and every month? And we provide chaplains with copies of Rabbi's book, along with providing inmates Bibles of their own. We're also reaching over 400,000 people with our programs on tablets in prisons each and every month. This is just one of the ways that we're committed to sharing the good news of Jesus. And you can become a monthly partner in this mission today by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also send your monthly contribution in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. And now before we head into the weekend, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. 
So receive his blessing into your life. And then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yavah Yahweh The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. Be sure to join us again next week for another eye-opening message from Rabbi Schneider. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.